Hello, welcome to the Culture Riot podcast. I'm Nakia, and this is my podcast. Um, first, I want to start out with why am I podcasting in the sea of thousands of podcasts? Because I have a lot of things to say, and uh, I have to bring it up. I have to bring it all up. Uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, intersectional feminism. This is a continuation of my first podcast that was inspired by Gloria Steinem. I'm really excited today because I have a special guest, uh, a woman that I met at the Gloria Steinem play. I feel so privileged that she allowed me uh, to meet with her and her lovely dog, Mitzi, and talk more and expand on our conversation that we had. I'll get to that in a second. Um, Just want to talk about, you know, that's the content. That's the theme of the show this week. And uh, later on, we'll have the Each One Teach One segment at the end um, and close out. So, um, hello. I'm going to say hello to Miss Bonnie. Hi there. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, We met at the Gloria Steinem play. And... uh, The play was incredible. It was life-changing because we learned a lot about the psyche of Gloria Steinem and her career and what she's accomplished and where that came from in terms of her thought process. Um, And then we had a talk circle, which was fantastic. (laughs) Um, And uh, the talk circle, we were all encouraged to ask questions and to have dialogue. And one of my major questions, which again, because I had to bring it up, (laughs) is in terms of interest, in terms of just feminism overall right now we're in the age of trump unfortunately <laughs> and you know one of the barriers to really achieving intersectional feminism today is what's happening with black women and what's happening with white women uh that's the main divide of course there's other segments right but um the main discussion that is the barrier for intersectional feminism is you know, black women feel like we do what we need to do. And we vote, we voted for Hillary uh, in the 90th percentile, you could say, right? And, you know, white women did not follow suit and did not support Hillary, which to us as black women was a no-brainer. And then you have the Kavanaugh vote uh, for the Supreme Court, where you had Susan Collins, who was the pretty much the defining vote on confirming him. Um, And so that, you know, as a woman, I felt that was a betrayal to women. Um, Don't understand because, you know, he's very conservative. Uh, He's probably, if given the chance, hopefully we stop this train, given the chance he's going to reverse Roe v. Wade, one of our major legislations uh, of our bodies and our wombs that protects us. And there's a potential that that's going away with something that I never could conceive of ever seeing happen or be a possibility in this lifetime. So that was the crux of my question. I, I, don't, I didn't record it, so I don't remember it verbatim. But after I asked my question, there were quite a few comments and answers to it. And then Miss Bonnie, she so graciously came up to me and we had a dialogue about her perspective of why we are where we are. Because actually the question was, you know, what can we do to bring all women along and how can we work together? Because it seems like some of us are more... I'll just say more woke than others. <laughs> so, um, you know, what and but from a white woman's perspective, like what what's what's happening in that community? Because I think we as black women, I think I know because I have some friends and but, you know, I feel like I want to understand more 
what your realm is like and the things that you you go through with your gender relationships gender relationships with with white men right and uh, miss bonnie said it's the white men (laughs) right so um Hopefully that was a very good, great introduction. Miss Bonnie is an artist. Um, she's very accomplished, wonderful lady. Um, reminds me a lot of my grandmother, Millie. So I'm very excited to be spending time with her and listening to her. And um, would love to talk to you to continue the conversation and just maybe repeat a little bit for right now, Miss Bonnie, of what you talked about in terms of it's the white men and what does that mean? Well, we were talking about <clears throat> the election because uh, Naki asked the question, hey, why why didn't they vote for Hillary? And um, I thought a lot about that because um, I think that there's a kind of a, among women who are not woke, right. I love the word woke, by the way. <laughs> I have Glad adopted like it. I love it. Wonderful. Yeah, talking about how we can help each other. Yes. I've adopted the word woke. Yes. <laughs> I think it, uh, it, it, um, I had to think a lot about why uh, women didn't vote for Hillary. And um, the only thing I can think of is that they follow their husbands. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've had a big discussion with my son about this because he doesn't think that we can blame uh, the white men um, for uh, the fact that Hillary lost. I think there are men, <clears throat> uh, um, probably, in fact, you can tell me, but it may be more among white uh, men mm-hmm. than black men, who just simply would not vote for a woman. And I don't yeah. know whether that's the case or not. I think, I think that's universal, yes. Yeah. But more black men definitely voted for her. For Hillary. Okay, so in that Hillary, case, yeah. uh, they overcame some of their aversion to having a woman telling them things. <laughs> right. But... Um, I think that for um, white men, I've heard them just so many in uh, living in the suburbs and so on, um, where I used to live, then the men were just vehement about Hillary. Mm-hmm. And, and so much of it almost sounded like an echo of them not wanting an affirmative woman like their mother might have been mm-hmm. who raised them. Um, and um, it, it was a very psychological thing they were, you know, I think. And I think that um, a lot of women who are not uh, woke, who are not um, liberated women, mm-hmm. uh, follow their husbands. Yeah. And um, I, I was always um, a rather independent, and uh, my husband was a feminist. Uh, I probably wouldn't have married him if he hadn't had a certain <laughs> right. kind of respect um, for what I wanted to do and, and yeah. so on. And in fact, in, in trying to persuade me to marry him, I said, well, I don't even know. We were very young. We were 19 years old or something. We were in college. Oh, wow. And um, I said, well, I don't even know what I want to do yet. I'm thinking of several things. There. I mean, I've, I've always liked to paint, but I also I think I, it's not useful. Maybe I'll be a social worker. Maybe I'll use painting to understand the children in social work. I had a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, whatever you want to do, I will help you. And God bless him, he did. Mm. And um, he also... Um, brought home books on feminism from his 
secretary. I didn't have to alert him to some of the truths <laughs> during right. this. Now I'm talking about the uh, 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. all right? Um, because I'm 87, so it, it goes back a ways. Oh, yes. Um, and, um, but he hired people in his to do jobs that women didn't usually do, like leasing containers in mm-hmm. this uh, sea container business. Um, he did all kinds of things and, um, and, and was very supportive of me in every way and, and as I made my way in, the, in my career. Um, helped me, in fact, when I was hanging shows in Soho, in the gallery I was with in Soho, he would come down and uh, help me bring the truck down and, and carry the paintings and everything. Oh, nice. And, and then he taught on. my two sons to do that, and so then later one of them drove the truck with me, and uh, we, we made our way down to, to carry, because I did very, very large work at that time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, getting back to the question. Uh, well, I discovered something about him one day. I had been voting independent, I, no, I was registered as an independent, and but I had found myself voting uh, Democratic all the time. So this is in the 80s and 90s, I would say, that when this happened, maybe early 90s. So um, I, I told him, we were sitting at the table with my oldest son, and uh, I said, well, uh, oh, I should start off by saying that my husband was a Republican. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he was a Republican because I think a lot of people who had fled Europe, as he had done, he was mm-hmm. a refugee after mm-hmm. the Second World War, a lot of them from Eastern Europe uh, felt that the uh, Republicans were uh, safer against the Russians. Oh, it, was, it was a preconceived thing. I don't think it was true, but it was, right. it was preconceived. I think the, Cuba, the Cuban, Cuban people have the same, the same attitude. philosophy. Exactly. Yes. They yep. wanted to hold back on, yep. off, hold off communism. Mm-hmm. So he was a Republican. And um, uh, so we were sitting at the table, and I said, Whoa, by the way, I, I went down and registered as a Democrat today. He was so angry. Now, this is, this is where I say I was brought up short on, on these relationships in, within uh, a feminist household, I mm-hmm. would say. Um, he was furious at me. His face got all red. And I turned to my son and I said, can you believe this? Well, of course, that made him even angrier. And so then I said, well, why, why are you so angry? Well, well, I don't think he could even really articulate the, the kind of feeling of disloyalty he had about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was very deep. Uh, and, and so anyway, I, he said, well, I might want to work for the government at some point. Mm. So by that time, the devil was in me. So I said, well... It might help. <laughs> In other words, if it's a democratic right. person. So that really, oh, that yeah. got really furious. <laughs> but, but I'm thinking about this afterwards. Um, I uh, First of all, I was brought up short by this mm-hmm. because I didn't expect it from him. Right. Um, but then I thought about uh, men in general, and I think there's a kind of a, a loyalty they want, loyalty they want from their wives, and I didn't realize that it uh, it also had to do with voting. Yeah. But evidently, voting is a very personal, uh, and in his case, a very special uh, 
uh, act because of being a refugee and fleeing communism. I mean, voting to him was sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. So, no, everybody vote. Right. <laughs> I'll get that in right there. But he had to be the same party, though. <laughs> yeah. No, well, just vote because I really think you must. But at any rate, um, uh, so, so then when... Um, uh, he's he died twenty years ago, so he isn't here for this. He wasn't here for this election. Mm-hmm. But I recalled that event, and um, I recalled it and and told uh, told Nakia, told you mm-hmm. um, the um, this event because I think it it did reflect something that I think does go on in households in the suburbs, and we're all looking at the suburbs now in this election, and right. particularly educated women. What are they going to do? I mean, right. How can they miss how bad Trump know. is? You know, how can they miss <laughs> Yes, it? yes. Um, That's okay. the big question. So, uh, yeah, and I think that um, it, it, my son is quite right when he says you can't blame all that on, uh, on the white men, but um, I, because they should, they should vote the way they, they want to, but um, and it won't be a woman this time, so that will be, that will be different mm-hmm. right away there. Yeah. So, um, although if, if there's a woman candidate, you you know, for say representative or something, mm-hmm. they might, some of them might uh, right. not, not want it. I don't know. Yeah. I, it was kind of scary that they still uh, felt that. Uh, Interesting. With, with um, Hillary. So, so you think then. Because we had a little conversation before I started recording about, you know, black women, because we've had to, mm-hmm. most of us are used, are raised to be very independent, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you think there's still a dynamic of being... Acquiescence. Of acquiescence. I think it was at play with Susan Collins. Yes. I have no proof of that, but she's from an era where, yeah... I think those men, those uh, Republican senators, um, um, bullied her. Yeah, that's my my yeah. supposition that they got in a room there and just beat her down. Ugh. Because I used to be on the board of an arts organization, and mm-hmm. the uh, the men would just talk right over you, mm. you know. And and uh, uh, I found the best thing to do with with them was to draw myself up and be a perfect lady mm-hmm. and just oh. shame them. And just mm. say, oh, well, when you're finished, I'd like to finish what I was saying, you know, <laughs> something like that, rather than getting angry and, you know. Yes, and then they and, call you emotional and, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you know, no, just, just pull up the, the whole lady bit, you know. Yes. And uh, that was useful. Huh. But but I do understand that um, uh, the women would have to just uh, vote their own own conscience. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that, I mean, don't forget that was maybe... 30, as much as 30 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 40. So I think that uh, I have to hope that, that women are independent enough and there are a lot of women vo- uh, running, mm-hmm. and I think we're in a different position now. Okay. And certainly yeah. with the um, the really strong, I felt this so strongly at that Gloria Steinem uh, event, the part that uh, African-American women played in the feminist movement yes. and are playing yes. and mm-hmm. continue to play mm-hmm. and to come forward and I mean look down is it is it Georgia where is a woman oh, running Stacey for Abrams. Stacey yes. Abrams running for um, governor for yeah. governor I mean this role is very important mm-hmm. and I think um, uh, women 
white women we respect that mm-hmm. uh, the ones now I mean I think that it's it's always been respected by women right always well we would yeah. look at our black sisters and just say you know God I, I wish I could go there you know right. be like that because <laughs> I mean, recognizing yeah. strength Okay. Yeah, strength and Gloria yeah. Steinem certainly did. And, and Absolutely. I thought the actresses that played the people who helped her all through oh, the years great. Yes. were wonderful. I love that it was women that played every role, including men. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was it was wonderful. And so I think that that event, among many others now, does bring us together as sisters. Yes. And, um, and uh, hopefully that will... I think in the younger generation, there isn't even any uh, feeling that it it never was like that. I mean, I don't. I right. think my they forget. Granddaughter, for example, just mm-hmm. I don't think she even thinks about that. You know? <laughs> you know, she just. That's true. That's you know, which is great, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I think in my about, lifetime it's come such a long way. Right, and like I don't, um, I don't have kids, but I always think about. I never thought I'd see a black president in my lifetime. Oh. Yeah. Right, and then I actually it makes me feel a little sad I don't have kids because I'm like, well, these kids, if I had kids now, they wouldn't remember what it was like to think that way that there yeah. could never be yeah. a black president. Yeah. yeah, and for me, also, though, I guess what was also heartbreaking about Hillary not becoming president mm-hmm. is in my lifetime, I'm seeing that we're not ready for a woman president yet, right? Mm-hmm. So to me that was a little disheartening um, and a little very sad yeah because yeah. Yeah. I had not thought that the gender issue would be as great as it was but I'm pretty yeah. convinced that it was in, in the minds of um, certain even educated although right. they, yes. the educated uh, white men might not have um, recognized it or been willing to yeah. they'll, they'll sort of gloss it over but I think a lot of them they just couldn't do it yeah some I did I remember some white women I spoke to about Hillary and Hillary we know she's very polarizing right um and for me I did not realize that she was so polarizing for white women right so for black people um I think she gets mixed in with some things in retrospect some parts of Clinton's presidency that Mm. were controversial Mm. for black people Mm. and she gets mixed up in that so Mm. I don't know if you've heard about um, you know, the three strikes law that we need to eradicate that was implemented under Bill Clinton. And it's mm-hmm. it's caused a lot of incarceration, mass mm-hmm. incarceration. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say, oh, that was Hillary's fault. And I'm like, oh, first of all, I didn't know that. she was the she was the first lady. Mm-hmm. But guess what, guys? Uh, Joe Biden wrote the law. The Black yeah. Congressional Caucus was for the law. Do you know what I mean? So it's very complicated when you get into it. You can't blame. You can't blame Hillary for that. And so for me, I said, okay, I'm going to vote gender first. I'm going to get over whatever baggage we have as a black community with Hillary and Bill Mm -hmm. over that. But I was shocked that for white women, it was not a slam dunk. And some women, friends, I would ask, what was wrong with Hillary? You know, they would say, you know, she's just so entitled or they'd say you know we don't we don't respect that she you know is still with bill you know that she yeah. let bill cheat on her and yeah, yeah. what have you and you know yeah. how much of a and factor see, do you think is that? that you did see, <laughs> that she see, hung in there that's what i thought <laughs> why I should thought, she give up what she had and right you know. and she said her answer was he still makes me laugh yeah 
It's why is she going to give him up, right? So I wondered, like, why would women hold that against her? Oh, you know? Yeah, know? Like, wouldn't that be, if you're, yeah, especially yeah. if you're conservative in family values, right? Like, wouldn't you value that mm-hmm. she stuck by Bill? But I know? think the big, there was a big follower factor there. Yeah. Where they voted the way their husbands did. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think it's something that I even recognized as as important mm-hmm. until that election. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm hoping this time that we're we're past that and uh, that they will so. vote as they as they see it. Yes. And there's more women candidates mm-hmm. uh, running mm-hmm. for Congress, mm-hmm. running for Senate. So he's also for... so appalling Ugh. to women. I know. And, and has continued to to uh, philander all over the place. And, yeah. And, you know. God. Well, I think that marriage with Melania, I think it's a sham. I think that yeah. I've read that um, mm-hmm. they were supposed to get a divorce, mm-hmm. but since he's running, like she has oh. to wait until he's out oh. of office. But um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting marriage. Well, anyway, um, so that's the and and I still. Um, even though I was a very independent woman within my marriage, mm-hmm. I still miss him. Of course, yes. And yes. so it's, it, I don't think you can uh, separate um, your relationships and feminism and, uh, in a way. I think you, you take a whole person yeah. and you love them or you don't love them. And mm-hmm. So it may be some of these women totally love their husbands. I mean, I'm trying to understand why they would follow them or why they would listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that the men can become very bullying on things like politics, mm-hmm. very loud. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I, I think there are a lot of um, explanations for, the, for what women do that have to do with them not being woke. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm totally, so, I'm touched by how... You, you saying, of course, you miss your husband. And I think this perspective you're giving on mm-hmm. feminism and intersectional feminism and where we go from here is it's a different perspective that I've not heard before and I really appreciate it. But I think my I'm gonna to close out, I'm gonna ask, um, in terms of those of us women still searching for our person, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and coming from an independent woman who's mm-hmm. always been independent. And even in your marriage, etc., you know, what advice would you give other independent women in terms of what to look for in finding that partner, that mate? Oh, my goodness. You fall in love with the whole person, but you never let them bully you, ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's great And advice. you don't fall in love with someone who bullies you. Right. I can't imagine that you would. Right. Yeah. And the and I don't think that it, um, when my husband was angry that I had, I don't think at that point he expected me to be swayed by him. Right. You know, I mean, he, he was knew. just expressing how he felt. He was right. just upset. <laughs> He's like, just so you know, I'm upset, but he knows it wasn't going to have an effect. Yeah, You're going to exactly. do what you want to do. <laughs> so I don't want them to think that okay, you can be bullied because I don't right. think we, I do think I call it bullying. Yeah, and and then That's the bull, the bullying chief is there in the White House, you know. I mean, he's given lessons yeah. to young generations yeah. of men on how yeah. to bully everyone. Yeah, it's really and I disgusting. I hope it won't uh, affect the women in in the elections to come. Right, particularly when if he runs. 
<laughs> well, he's already mm-hmm. gearing up for re-election. Mm-hmm. And anytime anyone says, he's going to win again, I'm like, stop speaking that into existence. <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> if we do what we're supposed to do, it, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you we got to keep at it. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Miss Bonnie. I really appreciate You're your time. Welcome. And Mitzi, precious Mitzi. And I've enjoyed getting to know you, Nakia. Thank you so You're much. Special. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks again. All right. Wasn't that chat with Miss Bonnie just the best? I actually recorded that over a week ago, uh, planning to... Uh, published this episode after the midterms. Um, it's amazing how relevant uh, that whole discussion was, especially um, because after the midterms, there's these factoids going around about, you know, who voted for Ted Cruz in Texas and who voted for uh, whoever the other racist is in Florida. And it's just, you know, the majority of voting. Uh, for those two problematic candidates were white men and white women, very strong. So, you know, again, we understand, like, there's an issue with our white sisters. We know this. So, you know, in keeping with thinking, talking about solutions and what's the cause of this um, problem we're having with our white sisters, understanding that, you know, they're basically foot soldiers to the patriarchy. Um, my each one teach one is actually relevant to to that. And another example that I have of actually being a foot soldier or creating, participating in creating these entitled white men. Um, so we know also what happened. There were midterms. There's a lot happening. There's midterms. There was a New York marathon. One of my um, besties ran the New York marathon and uh, I went to meet her at the finish line. And there was this woman, she was older, I think she was probably like in her late 50s, early 60s. Uh, Her family was waiting for her and she comes out and and she's like, I did it, I did it. So proud of herself, so excited. Her family was like, yes, congratulating her. And she was having this beautiful moment basking in her accomplishment. And apparently she ran it with her son. And her son comes over and, you know, maybe his mom's time was better than his. I don't know, but he had an attitude and he was just so surly and rude. And he was like yelling at her because he was like, that's not the exit. We need to go the other way. So weird. And, um, you could tell she was just kind of like, "Ugh, what is going on? You know, but I'm like, why does he think it's okay to ruin his mother's moment celebrating her accomplishment? And I'm like, you know what? This looks like, this is how, you know, young entitled, men begin, you know, and uh, the whole, all of us who were watching, strangers didn't know them. We were all aghast. Like, what? Is he really giving his mom attitude? Like, crazy. So my each one teach one is, you know, don't let these men, uh, you know, ruin your accomplishment, ruin your moment. Uh, If they're not celebrating with you, supporting you, uplifting you, then uh, they're not worth your time. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's not nice to say her son isn't worth her time, but it's like, you know what? (sighs) Don't let men ruin your moment, basically. Might each one teach one. I guess this is still related to what Miss Bonnie said about not letting men bully you, but I think that and also don't let men 
talk over you, ruin your moment, and, you know, basically spoil your accomplishment because ultimately it doesn't serve you. And then her son, you know, he's not, he's not holding her up. He's not putting his mom in a pedestal and being impressed and, you know, supporting her. And she, you know, that obviously she created that monster. So that's how he acts. But, you know, it was very disappointing. She could tell she had a look of disappointment on her face the way he was acting. And it was just, it was really weird. It was crazy. So anyway, that's the each one teach one. Don't let men ruin your moment. So that's it for this week. Uh, hopefully this was an enjoyable and relevant episode considering all that's going down. Thank you for listening. If you have uh, questions, our email is culturariot7 at gmail.com. We are also available on iTunes. Subscribe, 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 please. And leave a review where you can. Let us know what you think. If you have any ideas, any additional questions, please reach out. Thanks again for listening. And you have been listening to The Culture Riot Podcast.